I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we're recording on today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. I extend my respect to their elders past, present and emerging, and any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander listeners that we have joining us. Sovereignty has never been ceded. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Just this obsession with being thin began and this obsession with fad dieting began and it felt to me like a gri- I was in the grip of it, like I could not get out of it. So by the end of it, every food group was very, very scary to me. And so I just started cutting out everything. Jessica Seppel is a best-selling health author and the founder of JS Health Vitamins. She's passionate about empowering people to give up dieting and embrace body love for life. Her global business was born as an extension of the JS Health ethos, the healthy life, in an effort to unite the community through care, vulnerability, and radical self-acceptance. Today, JS Health Vitamins reaches all corners of the globe, which is not bad for a business that she started in her own spare room. Jess is an incredibly inspiring business owner. She's always supporting her fellow women and men in the industry, and she has such a warm, kind energy that radiates into all aspects of her work. Behind the scenes, it hasn't been without struggle. She's experienced disordered eating, OCD, perfectionism, and a pretty life-altering mental health crisis. We cover it all today on Life Chats. This is Life Chats, deep and meaningful conversations with friends and strangers. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for making time in your very, very busy life. I'm so proud of you. This is going to be so good. I'm so inspired by you and the way that you support everyone that you come into contact with. You bring out the best in people and I'm very interested to hear about what inspires you, what drives you. I kind of know that on a surface level, but I want to talk more about um, your challenges and what you've been through because you have an amazing story, but you grew up in South Africa. What was that like? Gorgeous, quite idyllic, not what people would think. Mm -hmm. Um, You definitely had that like in the background unsafe sense and feeling mm-hmm. um but beautiful I grew up in like a um a beach town a lot of my childhood so we had um like a family house in a different town to where I went to school mm-hmm. it kind of is like a little mini Byron Bay it's called Pledenburg Bay wow it was beautiful I think I probably struggled as a long, young little I probably struggled as a young girl with all the things I struggle with today, which is perfectionism, mm-hmm. um, anxiety, with, with not realizing it. But I did have a beautiful childhood and really gorgeous family who really lived the healthy life. Yes. My mom was always um, cooking wholesome food in the home. My grandmother was this hippie wearing beautiful white sheet, you know, white cloth clothing and <laughs> practicing yoga and meditating and eating papaya and drinking lemon water and had trays and trays of vitamins. Um, as our family holidays, we would be hiking and mm-hmm. baking and cooking healthy food, going to the markets, um, swimming, ocean swimming from a young age. So mm-hmm. I grew up in in the healthy life, which is such a privilege because that's all I knew. They're like your foundations now as well. You love swimming, you love yeah. going to the market and getting your produce and cooking really nutritional, beautiful food. Yeah, it's really like brown bread was really yeah. our only option growing up. Wow. We never had juice in the house. Mm-hmm. We never really had candy or packaged sweets mm-hmm. although my mom was also very amazing in that if we went to a birthday party yeah. or if we wanted a Friday treat of course we could have it we were never mm-hmm. deprived but 
um, healthy food was much more enjoyable. Yes. And we preferred that. I remember like um, going to friends' homes and there was white bread sandwiches and like I was didn't like, like almost allergic to it. Like my, <laughs> my body just didn't want to mm. ever eat that. So it's a privilege to have brought, been brought up in a healthy life. What was school like for you? Did you enjoy it? Were you popular? What were your <laughs> memories of school? I still have the same best friends That's from amazing. when I was 13 years old, the same beautiful group of girlfriends, mm-hmm. seeing them tonight, seeing them twice a week. I think that's a beautiful thing to still have my same my same group of girlfriends mm-hmm. from school. But I immigrated, so I only met them when I was 13 in high school. My um, primary school years were beautiful too, and then I immigrated when I was 13. Unfortunately, that's sort of where my healthy life basis and foundation broke a little bit because that's mm-hmm. when I discovered fad dieting and my obsession with being thin began. But in terms of friendships, beautiful and again they're here today with me and there's something about the historicalness of and I mean I guess with not the historicalness the it's like the longevity the longevity of mm. school friends mm. it's beautiful and we had we had a really solid group and we had so much fun like we were that group that That's went amazing. out to the clubs <laughs> every Saturday night and then my house was always the hangover chat so we would all yeah. like lie on the couch all of Sunday hungover and just laugh yeah, at the night, the night before. That is so good. Um, what is your relationship like with your family because we were talking a little bit earlier in the week about how you're very close to your dad and your mom mm-hmm. but also your sisters kind of talk us through your relationship with your family. Yeah really close mm-hmm. just very close I think my family is my everything. Um, they are my priority. They come before everything else. My husband and my family come before work always. I think I am very proud of that through building a business and working such long hours and so much pressure. Like I have managed to continue putting my family and my husband first. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I was brought up and Dean the same. Like family first and that's what matters most and we're so lucky that after work we get to go to those nourishing beautiful grounding homes like my Mm. dad had a very interesting childhood he had a quite a traumatic childhood of a lot of loss and pain and financial struggles and so he's just a really kind grounded man who's taught my sisters and I kindness and hard work Mm -hmm. and my mom is just like the healthy life guru, <laughs> cook, best cook in the world, practices yoga. She herself is a yoga teacher. And my sisters are also business owners now. So my middle sister is a fashion designer mm-hmm. and my baby sister has just launched sunscreen. So you can see there's this, I guess, you know, hard work ethic or entrepreneurial yeah, streak through the, the values, family. The, values the same values, yeah. for sure. Um would you change anything about your childhood? But I might say my mum was also a therapist. Yes, yes. So, Actually, um, let's talk about that. So what was that like So we, what was amazing about that is we did grow up in a home where feelings being expressed were absolutely Normal. welcomed, mm-hmm. um, maybe too much so. Like we were super, we were, we were taught and encouraged to be vulnerable, which mm-hmm. is, again, quite rare. Like my mum would talk about sex and talk about relationships and talk about the hardship of life. Mm-hmm. Probably why I feel so free and did all the way back when I started Jay's Health, it felt free to talk about the pain and the the negative feelings. Sometimes I'm, I feel sometimes too much, but we felt we were encouraged to be vulnerable and talk about our feelings growing up because my mom was a social worker and, ther- and relationship therapist. Mm-hmm. So that was amazing. And I think just being brought up in a home where we knew that everything in life had a good and bad side. Mm. I think it's such a powerful thing to own your vulnerability and to kind of share that into the world and speak mm-hmm. your truth. But 
with social media now, yeah. that can be very, very hard. That's, so have you found that that's impacted your ability to just be free and be yeah, yourself? I definitely feel that. I think like even 10 years ago, I felt that I was more encouraged to be free mm. and be vulnerable. And like some days I want to wake up and just say it on social media, this is how I'm feeling. But then I do, I do honestly fear the judgment mm. or fear the cancel culture aspect of it. And because I'm a business owner and I'm mm. in the face of a business, I feel a responsibility yep. to be a positive role model I believe a positive role model is one that also shares the weaknesses and pain mm. and hardships of life. That's my belief, but not everyone has that. And because I'm the face and founder of the brand, I feel this responsibility to show up as this positive female face and founder. So I hope the world starts to transform and evolve to understanding that the more we share our truths and the more we share our pains and the more we share the other side of life on social media, the better we'll all be. Yeah, it's a very hard situation because we need that shift as a culture. We, we're yearning for it. We want to connect mm. with others more. We feel more disconnected than ever despite all the social media and all the resources we have. Um, but the very nature of social media is to be curated. That's how it makes money and people – so it's, it can be so hard. Like the, the fine line between inspiring people mm -hmm. but then the other side of toxic positivity. Totally. And I'm just looking at my feet and like even the healthy life, seeing mm. the, the toxic – positive side of living this healthy perfect life which again in itself doesn't even exist I think that's again why I started JS Health mm -hmm. because I wanted to show that I was thinking I was living a healthy life but actually had developed a really unhealthy relationship with my body let's go into that a little bit I think a lot of people listening will be um, aware of your story and your journey because it is kind of like the core of JS Health is learning to love yourself and live a sustainable nourishing healthy life for life um, but do give us a little bit of a recap of what that experience was like for you yeah so I was 13 had been brought up in this beautiful healthy home and then um kind of became a teenager my my body was changing from puberty I started get, like developing hips and was very hormonal and I put on weight and I freaked out and I discovered fad dieting as a way to control that and I had immigrated so I was probably trying to control this crazy changing environment mm. and just this obsession with being thin began and this obsession with fad dieting began and felt to me like a grip. I was in the grip of it. Like I could not get out of it. I was addicted. What were you trying? What were you doing? Every diet you can name <laughs> and think of, I've done. Like, like and I was what? 13, so there wasn't even social Low media. Low carb. Low carb, lemon detox diet, keto. Oh my gosh, no sugar. Um, No sugar, no carbs, no protein, protein. Like, That's I remember, I actually blocked out the names. They all, they all have a completely different message. So by the end of it, you fear all the foods because mm one says have carbs the other one says don't the one says have protein the one says don't mm. no be vegan no be so by the end of it every food group was very very scary to me mm. and so I just started cutting out everything definitely developed you know um orthorexia at least and verging on the point of probably anorexia but thank god didn't get there but really just a disordered relationship mm. with food where food was very fearful to me and the number on the scale just was determining everything, my self-worth and my mood for the day and how I felt about myself. I was addicted to the number on the scale. And um, I think it's it's quite a transformative time at the age of 13, 14, because mm -hmm. this went on for 10 years. And so it probably really affected my self-esteem and my self-confidence because I let these numbers affect that. 
What was the like voice in your head at that time? What did that kind of narrative, what was that telling you? Like if yeah. you woke up for the day and you were to prepare breakfast or whatnot or go to school, what was the voice in your head kind of like at you're that not, time? Yeah, you're not good enough. You're not good enough if you don't look a certain way, if you're not perfect enough, if you don't get to a certain weight, you won't be accepted, you won't be loved, you won't be appreciated, mm-hmm. you need to be better, you need to be better, you need to be better. Um, I think... Yeah, I would look around me and feel like everyone else was more perfect mm. than me. So just striving for perfection. Where do you think the perfectionism came from? Because it's, we were speaking about how we both still are working through that today. Um, and I think it will be there for life. It's like a very yeah. ingrained personality trait. And it can be a blessing and a curse because it pushes you and strives, you know, you strive towards being better. Mm. But it can also be really challenging because you sabotage yourself or you convince yourself that you're not good enough. But for okay. you, where did that come from? It must think? be the lack of self-worth that we were discussing, the I lack of yeah. self-confidence because I try so hard because of that to prove to myself that I am good enough. Mm. And so I'll go to the extra mile and my perfe- the perfectionism, perfectionism probably is a result of no, I'm going to prove that I am good enough. To yourself or to others? Mostly to myself. Mm -hmm. That's the good news about my perfectionism. Mm -hmm. It is mostly pressure on myself Mm -hmm. um, to be a certain way. I think I'm sure I was born with it as part of a personality. It's part of the way you were brought up maybe. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to be the good girl. I had to please Mm -hmm. the whole narrative. You know, I definitely felt like I needed to impress my parents, even though they didn't put those pressures on me. Mm, I had the same experience because my parents kind of were always like, you can do whatever you want to do in life and you can, you know, be whoever you want to be, but just be good at it. Like, you know, just try hard, try your best and your best is good enough. But that kind of put the narrative in my mind of like, well, then I have to be the best because they're giving me all this freedom to do whatever I want to do and they're supporting me. Um, but yeah, that can be really challenging. Totally. And I think immigrating also added that extra layer because I had to prove myself again mm. in a new school academically. A new culture. New culture. Like I think that probably had a bigger impact than any of us realized because at 13, you're that teenager who's mm. already like, you're just really in that, um, that zone of self really discovering who you are and yeah. who you want to be and your friendship circle. And I don't know. And that was all rocked for me. So I had to reestablish everything. Mm-hmm. And I think alongside the fad dieting, alongside the obsession with being thin, my my self-esteem and self-confidence was hit. So I had yes. to rebuild it. And and still I am. And I'm still rebuilding it. Mm, so where did that shift start to come from for you? Yeah. So it's still, as you say, like an everyday practice. Mm-hmm. I'm in therapy once to twice a week. And the perfectionism is definitely what's um the, 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 there's a good side to perfectionism is that it's given me my work ethic. I just keep pushing and keep fighting mm-hmm. to be the best for my brand. Um, I just am relentless. Like I will, the perfectionism makes you relentless. Mm-hmm. You just will not Stop. relent. <laughs> you will not relent. Like it just pushes you and pushes you. I mean, mm-hmm. there are consequences of that. Um, burnout, um, pressure. Adrenal fatigue. Overwhelm. All of it. And so I've learned how to look after the perfectionism mm. to a point where it's good for me and drives me and drives my work, but not to the point where it makes me sick. And um, being in therapy, of course, like literally my session yesterday with my therapist, yesterday morning, it's every Friday, is being messy. Mm. So being messy. So like if I say something that might upset someone mm. or if I let go of a project or if I don't do it perfectly or if I say no to people, um, 
like being okay with the messiness of that as a perfectionist, mm-hmm. someone also with OCD, like I want everything to be clean and perfect. And so my homework this week is to, she literally said, go mess it up. Amazing. <laughs> what does that look <laughs> go like? Go mess though? it up. She said, you know, if you're feeding something towards a friend or a colleague, say it and be okay with the negative consequence of that. Yeah. Be okay with the fact that, and you'll also learn that it will all be okay and that nothing's mm-hmm. going to be messed up long-term. So how did you find that your lifestyle started to change when you're in Australia? You'd gone through all the fad dieting. I know that your relationship had a big role to play in it in kind of um, empowering you Mm. to step into your own power. But where did the shift start to come with your lifestyle and your diet? Yes. I went and studied health and nutrition for five years and learned about the power of food and nutrients and minerals. And I was like, Honestly, I remember being like, it still gives me like chills because my respect, no, my respect and appreciation for food, for whole foods, mm-hmm. nutrients and minerals, like still makes me emotional. I know it sounds ridiculous, but like you can see it's my passion, like mm-hmm. the way that nutrients and minerals literally help us to thrive. Um, I just had this whole new love and respect. This re- it reignited my love and respect for whole foods, nutrients, and minerals. But I realized as a fad dieter, having cut out all those food groups mm. and treating my body very, very negatively, how like how detrimental that was to my health, my mm. mental and physical health. So during my studies, I had these aha moments. Literally, I remember being in my lectures being like, what? Amino acids do that. Mm. You know, bacteria in your gut can dictate your immune system and your mood and your sleep. Um, How good fats can help your hormones to thrive and give you that sense of hormonal balance and how essential fatty acids help with skin health. Mm. And have, you know, the studies have been shown that it can also help with depression and mood and how just how these nutrients and minerals in your body, magnesium helps with muscle relaxation and can help you to sleep better. Like all of the way nutrients and minerals how they function in the body and help you to thrive. Mm-hmm. And so I got a big fright though because I wasn't treating my body very well. And those that's when things started changing for me. I was in therapy at the time, so looking after my relationship with my food, looking after my relationship with myself, food and my body mm-hmm. whilst learning about health and nutrition. And that's when things started to get a little better, when things started to um, – started to heal. And you've talked about, you started to feel good. So you wanted to actually maintain that. It wasn't like, no, it was no longer about how you looked. It was about how you felt so good. You had energy again. I started feeling so good. I started Mm. feeling much more energized. I was sleeping better. My hormones started balancing out. My hair got thicker and stronger. My skin started to clear. I literally felt like on top of the world. When I I let go of the fad dieting, threw out the scales and started eating whole foods, Um, that were rich in nutrients and minerals, started supplementing, started exercising with kindness. I was obsessively exercising mm. back in the day, twice a day. I hated it. I hated every minute of it. It was like a punishment. Punishment for my diet sins. Then I started exercising with kindness, actually less. Mm. And my body actually balanced out. My weight balanced out. My mental health got stronger and clearer. Um, I was, And I was still studying. So every year during my studies for the five years, it just got stronger and stronger. My mm. relationship with myself and food, it wasn't perfect yet, um, but it just started getting stronger and stronger. And I started healing. And I think I was so excited because I was seeing the mental mental and physical results. I had to share it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started the JS Health blog. It was a personal diary. I was like, guys, did you know this and this and the importance of these foods and, and how, how you were feeling can, too. and how I was feeling and throwing out the scales and how liberating that was and letting go of my calorie counting app. And guys, did you know that actually 
my my weight and my body is balancing out because I'm not obsessively exercising. I'm not mm. obsessively dieting. Do you know like the, the importance of these nutrients and minerals for your hair health and your skin health and your gut health and how how it's all linked? And I just started feeling so excited about the healthy life. So that's how Jay's health began. It was private for nine months, I think. And then Dean, who was my boyfriend at the time, looked at it and he's like, this is so powerful. Maybe going back to my roots, mm -hmm. my mom encouraging us to be real and vulnerable and share our truths. It was very, it was very candid. Like I was talking very candidly mm -hmm. about my weight and my, my obsession with dieting. And I think I didn't realize that so many other Australian women could relate to this, this pressure and also the confusion from totally. the diet industry. It was just when the, the diet and health industry started gaining traction and the diet industry was actually in its peak then mm. too. So it was really exciting for other Australian women to say, wow, maybe there is a better way to live a healthy life. Maybe I don't need to be on that next torturous fad diet that I'm being marketed. Maybe there's a better way. Because mm -hmm. this was 10 years ago. I think people forget, like yeah. they see JS Health Vitamins. Oh, yeah. They think it's this like new business on the market. They forget that there is an entire life story behind totally. it and a decade of building a community and yeah. connecting with other women who That's felt the all same way. I promise you, like hand on heart, the thing that got me out of bed every single morning for that, it was probably eight years before JS Health Vitamins began, was my community. It was wow. so exciting. I can't even tell you because the blog was growing. I started getting my book deals. So mm -hmm. Pan Macmillan approached me, launched the first book, which gave me an incredible platform of trust where I could share my message really clearly mm -hmm. with a big audience to say, no more fat dieting. Mm -hmm. This is the healthy life. And you can also cook mm. meals that are quick, delicious and healthy, like showing people that healthy food actually can be delicious. Because back then, remember in the diet world, healthy food had a really negative reputation and looked like diet yoga, diet soda. And it seemed soda. challenging. People were confused yeah. on how they could actually put that into practice. Whereas coming in and showing them how to eat predominantly whole food, you know, diet yeah. that is easy and quick and make meals for your family that are doable in 20 minutes. And delicious. Yeah. And that are delicious and good for you. So people were very mm. excited by that. I think I've underplayed that talking about the journey. Like showing people that healthy food can actually be delicious and easy was a big thing. And so again, yeah, it was 10 years of nourishing a community, showing them how to live a healthy life. Mm -hmm. um, and then the books came, the app came, the eight-week program came just as a backbone to support the JS Health mm -hmm. philosophy. And that was going to be my forever business. I mean, I was just wanting to do that and be in private practice. So let's talk about that because something I didn't ask when you were a child, were you an ambitious kid did you want this big life of success or maybe not even just success and influence but you know uh, financial stability mm. and travel and all these things that you have now is that something that you always wanted and you were working towards actively or has it been kind of like this happy accident yeah I think mostly a happy accident I did definitely I definitely was ambitious I think I saw my dad experience a lot of financial pressure mm. and fear growing up, especially his childhood immensely, and then how he had to work really, really hard to establish himself. Mm -hmm. And I think in the family home, we felt his fear and pressure around finances. So I think my goal was always to seek financial safety mm. rather than abundance. I definitely think I was, I hope one day to not have to worry about money if I'm being honest and I'm candid about that. But it was never like, I hope to have this amount of success. Yes. It was just like, yep. I saw the way my dad how, how scary it was for him. And um, mm -hmm. I think I thought, imagine if one day I could, you know, work. I just wanted to be in private practice because mm -hmm. I knew that that would give me a really nice steady form of income and that would give me a good that life. That would sustain your life. Yeah, yeah for sure. But, um, in terms of being ambitious, I think I was, I think I am just naturally ambitious. And then when I started healing, 
and I started learning about the power of manifesting and mm. visualization, I literally remember reading a Louis, Louise Hay book mm-hmm. at a health retreat in the midst of my journey. And I know it sounds so corny and cliche, but her book literally changed my life. It's called it, You, you can, can Heal Your, your life. life. Yeah, me and too. I, and and mm. I know that I, like I sometimes the health the healthy the health industry when you talk about these types of books, um, it goes into the fluffy box. Mm. But that book really did teach me about the power of the mind. And when I, because I saw it with my own eyes, when I started visualizing and manifesting what was coming into my life, like my husband, Dean, mm-hmm. was definitely me manifesting and visualizing. Yeah. My, this career is probably a result of me really being powerful in my manifestations and visualizations. Well, you sit on your balcony every morning and for people who yeah. are not watching the video, I'm like holding my hands in the air, but you literally call yeah. in the energy and you yeah. push away the energy that you don't need yes. or the things that aren't serving you. You've been and doing I also that manifest through the day. Mm. So it's how I speak, speaking in the present tense. Um, any dreams or ambitions that I have, they're written down, they're on vision boards. They're, we, Dean and I have little notepads all around the house. They mm-hmm. like they um hidden, yeah. <laughs> but of things that we want and attract, mm-hmm. even if it's words of peace, health, abundance, um, they all scattered around the home. I remember you said in the office the other day, you were like, I want to live in Palm Beach one day. No, wait, I am living in Palm Beach. Yes. Like, <laughs> That's re, exactly. You know, rewiring totally. your brain. And like, I felt, look, it took me a long time to be okay with manifesting mm-hmm. because having a big abundant life wasn't how I was brought up. Like as in like my parents didn't celebrate that. They always said aim to have a simple, good life. So uh, shooting for the stars, I felt a little bit, um, what's the word? Like scared. I felt scared to dream mm. big. It just wasn't part of um, our childhood. Like, is that something you still feel or is it with, you know, added um, success or feeling more confident in mm-hmm. yourself, you feel now that you can go after those bigger goals? Because I work so hard and I'm just mm-hmm. honest about this, I do feel deserving. Yeah, amazing. You should. <laughs> you know, I, I think I, like I've worked really hard for a decade. I work long, long hours. I give it my absolute everything. And when you when you work that hard plus do the self-work of therapy, learning to t- speak to yourself with kindness, I do feel deserving mm-hmm. of our successes. But I also know other people work hard and, and don't have that same privilege. I know that this is a privilege and I appreciate that. So it's not just... I know I'm deserving of it. I also know what J's Health is and what J's Health Vitamins has become is a privilege. I think the uh, misconception with manifesting is that people think you just think of a thing that you want, you believe in it, and then it comes into your life. I think you've got to put the really aligned action into place as well. You've got to have the vision, but then you have to put in the work towards it. You have to move in the direction that you want to go in. You don't even need to know where that will end up, but just taking one step in the direction of where you want to head. The universe, I think, like commends that. Mm. It commends courage and and taking the leap. Absolutely. And then other things start to fall into place. Exactly. But it's a mind muscle Mm. and it really does get stronger. Like if I think back 10 years ago to the way I was manifesting, there was definitely still probably fear inside of me, Mm. definitely hesitation, definitely like um, I guess not as open to abundance, not as open to the possibilities mm. of the universe. And then it's that mind muscle that gets stronger mm. and stronger. And then you start to see those manifestations come into existence and then you get more confident to do it. So true. But I think you like reading, you can heal your life is a really good first step for anyone interested in manifesting. I was just going to say, if someone's Which, listening and they're like, they think manifesting is woo woo or they kind of just don't really know how to approach it, what would be your advice? Yeah, I think reading? I think reading you can heal your life. Mm-hmm. There is that new beautiful book by Roxy Nafusi mm. called Manifest. Mm-hmm. I think those are two really good books to give you a head start and just know like I've actually 
I taught Dean how to manifest many years ago and he's becoming so, so, so good at it. But in the beginning, it was so challenging for him because he definitely was not brought up in a home where any of that was encouraged or Noreen. the opposite, the absolute opposite. Like they they had a the opposite of an abundant mentality, especially when it came to success financial success or just success in general there's no there's also no judgment towards that because that's how they were brought up that's how many people are brought so up so that's so he had to sort of like really challenge his upbringing mm. um, mentality and he's so good at it now but he, he said like how it's amazing how much better you get at it and how much more comfortable you get at it and you become more in tune with yourself and your intuition and I think yes. that's a big thing like a lot of people are disconnected from their their own inner guidance it's like mm. a sat nav if you're not listening to it you're yeah. going all over the place if you actually tune in you have this like inner voice or this bigger energy yeah. that's bigger than you telling you what to do and where to go but and that's why it's one more point that's why I love the healthy life because yeah. I think it complements manifesting because when you feel well mm-hmm. physically and mentally from nutrients and minerals you feel so physically energized it actually gives you mental confidence and cl- and mental clarity. Mm. So the two go together. Like That's when so I started physically feeling well, I started feeling energized and clear enough to manifest. Mm. Whereas back in the day when I was a fad dieter, drinking alcohol, living off diet foods, weighing myself, mm-hmm. I felt like not in the right clear headspace to manifest a beautiful life. So you do have – so the two go together. I just wanted to put that out there. That's Definitely. why I was actually so – I remember the healthy life being so exciting mm-hmm. because I started feeling so well and then my my ability to attract a good life and manifest a good life became easier. So the two go hand in hand. And I think it's a reflection as, it's a reflection of the philosophy of the healthy life, but just health in general, that it should be holistic. It shouldn't yes. just be focusing on your no. nutrition or just focusing on your exercise. It's well-being, relationships, totally. it's everything that you have in your 100%. life. Um, but speaking on nutrition and dieting, you've been through therapy, you still go to therapy, you live this incredibly balanced life now. Are there ever any moments where you relapse or you feel yourself kind mm. of slipping back into that mentality? Definitely. So that's why consistent therapy, I have to say, is so important. Mm. I know there are a lot of people out there that would be like, I can go to therapy for a period of time and everything will get better. I mean, therapy is just one aspect. I mm. think it's a daily practice. Mm-hmm. My morning routine, time and space for myself, enough sleep. You have like a saying toolkit. Saying no, saying no to people, mm. boundaries. Like it's all of that but therapy consistently is very important for people like myself who struggle immensely with perfectionism Mm -hmm. anxiety intrusive thoughts needing to be just the pressure that is I place on myself so um I you know again being brought up in a home where therapy was just the norm because my mom was a therapist Mm -hmm. I, I do think it should be the norm. How did you? How do you know? How do you check in with yourself if you're slipping back into old patterns? So that's exactly that's why I think therapy is so good because it keeps you in check. Because mm-hmm. I can literally go through a really hard week and be able to say it to someone and say, "Look, I I've had a really really challenging week," mm-hmm. and I, I'm open about the fact that three years ago I actually started struggling with my mental health because I lost my best friend mm-hmm. in the world to mental health, and. I had never, like I had probably had struggled with anxiety and perfectionism my whole life, but never to the point where it made me dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. So when I lost her, it just brought up this awful amount of trauma and PTSD, which triggered my own mental health crisis. And Mm -hmm. honestly, until that three years, I never really understood mental health or people who were struggling with Mm -hmm. mental health, which gave me, I'm so grateful because of the understanding and empathy that I have. You can connect with others. Because for 10 years I was talking about the healthy life Mm -hmm. more in a physical sense 
nutri- eating your healthy food, exercising. But now I realize, my gosh, the importance of your mental health. Mm. And I don't think I had that understanding and how the two go together and how I might even go as, as far as saying your mental health is more important mm. because there you have nothing when you don't have that. I remember when we were doing kind of like a planning um, session for 2023 and you said that you're, one of your biggest goals of the year is peace, just mental Ooh. peace and clarity because once you have that and that's the foundation, you can go out and tackle yeah. the world. And anyone out there who's listening who hasn't struggled with their mental health, it's hard. like I was one of those people, I can mm. honestly say, I didn't understand you it. You can't relate. I couldn't relate. I had my best friend, you know, would tell me about her mental health struggles and I don't think – I fully understood and she knows now up there that like I now understand. Like sometimes mm-hmm. we, I like giggle with her because I'm like, oh girl, no, and <laughs> you are the, the bravest, strongest person mm-hmm. I would ever have met knowing what you went through. That's amazing yeah. and special. But it, I think also it's important to say this because we're living in a world where it's only going to get harder when mm-hmm. it comes to mental health. And as you just said, like when you have your mental peace, you really have everything and you can't like, because when I was in my darkest days, I didn't want to exercise. Can we I talk about well. those days? Like what yeah. did that actually look like? Because I don't think many people are aware that you have been through this. Yeah. So this was like how many years ago? So it was exactly about three and a half, four years ago. I lost my best friend. I was in the height of my career. So I was living in LA, New York, and I actually got given the Today Show appearance as the nutrition, the in-house Huge. nutritionist. So I was going to be on six times on the Today Show in New York. It's the most popular TV show in the world. Mm-hmm. And I literally couldn't do it. Like I did two um, segments and I was like, I was starting to literally crumble because um, my mm-hmm. friend had passed, mm-hmm. I think, three weeks prior. Oh, gosh. I had to get on a plane, come home. And again, Jay's Health was in its peak of success mm-hmm. in terms of just growing. And then the vitamins had begun already and they were taking off and I did not care. Mm-hmm. And we were still working from our home at the time in the back little back room in the house and I actually didn't want to let let down my team and see them let them I didn't want them to see me in this state so I actually moved into my mom for a month mm. Dean slept there with me um and then go to work because, in your house the next day no so I didn't I oh. couldn't go to work like I yeah. was absolutely bedridden I've never in my whole life experienced when anxiety completely shuts down your body Mm -hmm. like I haven't I have never experienced I'm telling you like I don't I didn't understand it Mm -hmm. I didn't understand it myself at the time so I was put on medication were you scared at the time like petrified Mm -hmm. because I'd never experienced the disabling effects of anxiety Mm -hmm. um like to the point where that's why I had to leave New York from the Today Show because my whole my actual physical body was unable Mm. to function and that's why I had to make a very terrible terrible like a very hard decision to stop working and move into my mom's house and take care of myself and the psychiatrist said you really need to calm down your nervous system you need like be in bed Mm. for a period of time and I didn't want to let down the team so I let them continue to work from our house and I could separate myself Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's changed me though like Mm. and I just say this because I know anyone listening would have gone through something like this or might go through something like this. And there's so much shame attached, but all I can say now that I'm still like, I'm still on the journey of healing. I'm in a really good place is that pain puts us on the journey of our best life. Mm -hmm. Like it's not something to fear pain and challenge and really terrible times must be there to help us to be our best versions of ourselves, both in our personal lives and professional lives. Like what happened has changed me. My priorities, my sense of what matters, the priority, the prioritizing of my peace. Just, 
I just, I think I was someone who feared hard times and feared challenge. Why me? Why am I going through this? Why is it so painful? Why is it so hard? I still have those days, but mm. it's something that has completely changed me in a good way. It's, and it keeps me so balanced and centered now. And so probably grateful to of your life. Like yeah. every day, if I wake up with mental peace, I have everything. Mm. And so I just wanted to say that because anyone else who's struggling or may struggle, just know, firstly, it does pass. It will pass. There mm. is help out there. I was smack bang in the middle of the health industry and I know how challenging mm. it can be to find the right help, but there is help out there and I'm happy to share any. Yeah, we'll put some resources yeah. in the There is help notes. and it will pass. Mm-hmm. But when you're in it, you think, why me? Why is this happening? But then once it does pass, you realize that needed to happen. That needed to happen. I think it's given me tenacity. I think it's given me resilience. Mm. I think it's given me complete clarity on my purpose in this world. And I don't know if I would have gotten that. Mm. My therapist used to say to me, she's been my therapist for many years now, you'll you'll say one day that you were grateful for what happened. And when she said that to me, I, I actually started crying. Mm. Like I was like, don't say, don't be one of those therapists who's going to tell me that this is going to end up being a good it. thing. It's yeah. all going to be what I was like, this pain is, mm. this pain is not okay. The pain that I'm feeling. And I don't want to get, I want it to be a positive podcast, but I, I can get into how no, it's painful truth, it was. Yeah. It was so painful that someone saying to you, one day you'll be grateful mm. for this experience. I want to like punch them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I will never be You're grateful like, for this pain. You've never felt this before. And then. I'll never yeah. be grateful for this pain. How can that be? This, this is too painful. Mm. But then you come through it and you build, you take those tools, you build, you build, you rebuild, you rebuild yourself. And you realize, oh my gosh, I'm thankful that happened. And I'm thankful that happened for if I have children one day, because mm. I know I'm now going to be a better parent. I know I'm just better at my job. I don't think I would have had the same. Maybe it also happened to keep me strong for the journey of building our company. I think so. I just, yeah. I want to get into okay. that, but I just want to say, no, no, I, don't I say sorry. Do- that was amazing. I think it's incredible insight into who you are as a person, but just the fact that you said people are scared of pain. I think that's so mm. true. Like I was speaking to a friend yesterday. She's just had a newborn baby. Yeah. She's like, my life is so good. It's the best it's ever been. And I'm so scared. Something's going to go oh, wrong. Right. It's going to, something's going to yeah. happen and it will be all taken away Definitely. from me. And I think just knowing that that, you know, in life, things do happen that are unpredictable, yeah. but we're, we can do it. We like, can do it. We are strong enough and we can face those things. And maybe one day when you're sitting on the other side, you can reflect and kind of see how that has you're, yeah. impacted your That's life for the That's what's so better. amazing is that you see, ah, even with business, like we've had, how we had challenges things. last year. And even now I'm like, oh, I see why those mm. things happened. I see why those things happen. It literally puts you on the right path to be better mm. at everything. Let's talk about business. Um, what is it like firstly running a global company that is attached to your own name? So it's it's literally a reflection of you. And secondly, what's it like running a global business with your husband? <laughs> <laughs> what's it like running a global business that's all females? Yes, yeah, true. 50 it's females. all women and it's your husband <laughs> and it's your name. It's a, it's a very unique mm. situation. Yeah. So how do you feel about, if you feel like sharing, how do you feel about it right now? I think that it does come with enormous pressure. Mm. I cannot ever like be that one to take a step back. Mm. I think people don't realize that. Like I am, I have a responsibility to keep, keep being part of it. You can never like have a day off. Although the vitamins are now have their separation between mm. myself and the vitamins for regulatory reasons, which I think has actually strengthened the brand itself. So it comes with enormous amounts of pressure and stress. But also, as I said earlier, this is a privilege 
and this you enjoy it. You enjoy like the it. fact that people are willing to trust me, trust our products, is such a compliment. We really do care about our customers. It's the core of the business so much that I'm, I'm I would expect that level of trust to be there because of our care for them. But the fact that they have chosen our brand time and time again, you know, I always say 65% customer return rate. I'm not a business stats person, but that says it all in our industry. Like it's an unheard, it's actually an unheard of stat in our industry. when vitamins are, yes, one of those supplements that you take usually when you're trying to rectify like a health problem or get on top of some sort of routine or Mm. imbalance in your life. And then usually when you... Uh, balance out your own body you don't need them anymore but to have consistently Mm. returning customers who are you know trying different products and trying to pair hair care and skincare with their supplements is amazing and the backbone of the healthy life the backbone Mm. of there's a balanced health philosophy you know run by health practitioners there's care for that their actual everyday well-being Mm. Mm. it's not just you know here's supplements to make you feel good it's have you tried this workout? Have you tried this recipe? Mm. Here's this beautiful philosophy that's going to teach you all about balance when it comes to the healthy life. Plus, here are our supplements. So Plus, here is our app. Mm. Plus, here are our books. Here are we here supporting you to live your best, healthiest life as a holistic platform. But yeah, the pre- what is it like with, with my Dean? husband? Okay, mm. the, the I, I get nervous to like answer this because people like no that's not true but we love working together mm-hmm. my parents work together what was the dynamic before you worked together and how did that even come about yeah so dean had his own tech company mm-hmm. which is why he's so brilliant at the tech side of js mm-hmm. health vitamins and i was just going to be in private practice mm-hmm. running my own little nutrition world mm-hmm. um and then there was a part when the vitamins started up well when the vitamins were launched that was sort of when like we realized, wow, this maybe is going to be a good enough income for both of us. Mm. And that's when he made a very risky decision to leave his tech company and come in to Jay's health. Were you worried at We're all? still working from home. I, yes, because my parents, so my parents worked together mm-hmm. and so did Dean's parents work together. Oh, wow. And they did, interestingly, even though they both work really well together, both of our parents, mm-hmm. they did advise against it. Why? What was the reason? They just said, like, don't do this. Like, <laughs> it's the pressure, the stress. But I can honestly say maybe because I have them having gone through it, both of our parents, they've provided us with the lessons mm. that we need. So we have very, very strict boundaries. Like we will, we're, and I'm, I'm probably the strict one. Like we're not allowed to talk about work after 8, 8.30 p.m. When we're on our night walks. Mm-hmm. We go on holiday once or twice a year and we really you actually switch actually off. have to. Mm-hmm. We consciously try not to talk or think about work. Um, he's my husband at work. He's not like he is my husband at work. But then I think the thing that's been successful for Dean and I is the very very different roles we have and we mm. never cross over. If we crossed over, I'm sure it would be a different story. Mm. I am not at all connected to the financial side of Jay's Health Vitamins. Hand on heart, I'm the only one in the company who's never had access to Shopify. Mm. Not once. Hand on heart. I'm wow. the only one in the whole, in the history of Jay's Health Vitamins that has never had access to Shopify and he has no access to product development or what I do. <laughs> so because That's we good. have no crossover, mm. there's no room for conflict. And even, do you know what I mean? Like our decision-making 
Um, I've witnessed your decision making and I think it's extremely respectful and you respect each other's like you're staying in each I other's think. lane like you do collaborate but even the other day I won't like go into what it was but Dean was talking to an employee about this decision that had to be made and it was more so on your side of the business and you walked over and you were like no this is something that we have to yeah. do and he kind of just yeah. put his hands up and went okay I think like, well, the fine. word that you just used is very prominent which is respect mm. I think there is a huge amount of respect for each other mm. So therefore we very, very rarely, I mean, I'm sure we've had conflict over things, but we will not cross that boundary of respect because our marriage comes first. If Mm -hmm. that priority wasn't there from our beautiful and very privileged upbringings of knowing what's important, having both of our parents have beautiful longevity relationships, having also worked together, them come every time we come home from work and go see our families, like we just have that reminder, this is what's important, Mm -hmm. marriage first, family first, grounding if I can see though how easily success and business can become the first priority. And I can yes. honestly say one of the my one of the things I'm most proud of is netting never letting us make that the first priority. Business comes second. If you do have a situation where there's conflict that arises either in the workplace or outside the workplace, what is your resolution? like what's your strategy to kind of Mm. do you sit down and talk about it or do you go and have time apart like how do you get through that yeah like definitely just talking through it really kindly Mm -hmm. hear my side hear your side Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that but no it's just I think it's just a very like this is sometimes where luck comes in we're just lucky that we love to work together Mm -hmm. I actually feel so grateful that I can go to work every day and be with my husband because yeah. I love him so much. I love being with him. Like, I just feel that's a, so that's nice a when blessing. Like, I see you walking around and you're like, hello, hello. hi, Dub, how yeah, are like, you? It's just such a blessing. Like, nice. To, but, of course, I'm sure, like, the stress, there's no doubt, like, the stress of running this business mm. is there and it, like, breaks us sometimes. And so we're, that's where we have to also support each other as husband and wife, like, this week was a hard week. Mm-hmm. And so even this morning I was like, I'm just so tired. Exhausted. And so we have to support each other with the hardship of running a business. And that's important too. What have been some of the biggest challenges for you? Maybe that you have just been like flawed with, you didn't <laughs> think that they would ever come up or you kind of have been shocked by some mm. things that have been strangely challenging for you. You don't have to go into details, but what have been the biggest sort of hurdles for you? And I think it's important for other people to know, like what's surprised me is how when a, how hard a growing company is. Mm. You think it gets easier as it grows. Because you have has, more support. And or? has more success, mm. but it actually does get harder. And I always say the stakes get higher. Like you have staff to support, you have a reputation to upkeep. There are so a vitamin companies specifically very challenging because of the way we regulate, which I don't actually find challenging because I love and respect. I think it's why Australian products are that good. Mm. So my relationship with Standard our regulatory high. body is... I have the utmost respect for it. But when you grow, the responsibility is just enormous and you have to keep up with it. You have to keep up with the growth. You have to keep up with the expectation. I think growing staff is very difficult to help because we are trying to keep that beautiful, healthy Mm. culture. But the more people come in, the harder it is to manage. It's no longer a startup or a small family-run business. Even though the vibe is that, it's this global business now. To be honest, those days were easier. Mm. You know, when it was small, family-run business, it was just easier. Can we talk about just your uh, current view on the industry? I know there's a lot of kind of... um, I don't want to use the word competition because everyone does their own thing really well. Mm, I think so. But um, what would you like to see in the industry? If you could change anything, mm. where, what would you 
like. It's so interesting because the vitamin industry notoriously is so supportive. Mm-hmm. I have an unbelievable relationship with my competitors, as you mm. know. Like You literally I, went to lunch with Marcus Blackmore yeah, last week. Toby Brown from Nature's Way, Biogland. Like I, to me, they're such career highlights because they're the OGs of our industry. Mm-hmm. And that's what people don't see is the unbelievable relationships in the industry. Like Marcus Blackmore, to all of us can say, wow, you do that really well. Wow, you do mm-hmm. that really well. And we collaborate and share I- share our ideas. So that's actually the reality of the vitamin industry. And there's yeah. so much support, so much so like they won't cross boundaries with each other. That is like shocking to me because when you said you were going to lunch with them, I just thought, oh my goodness, that just, you don't hear oh. about that in any under- any other industry. And they recognize that they're competition. Mm. They mm. recognize they are competitors. But in a very healthy climate, like they know mm-hmm. that they do their lane really well mm-hmm. and they congratulate each other for it. And But they, but of course they're competitors, but um, they stay in their lane. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I think is important is that to stay in your lane where you can because one thing I, I've done very, very well is not look too much to my left and my mm-hmm. right and I think it's led to the overall success of the brand because our formulations came out of pure – care for my customers mm. and their the names, names. The, their needs like the names of the formulations the synergy of the formulations the ingredients chosen were all just for the customer I never looked to my left and right what is this company doing what is that company doing and that led to our uniqueness of the way we display our names on the label the way we talk about people's needs and concerns and sorry the way we talk about people's needs and concerns the the ingredients we've chosen and selected, you can see there's nothing else like it in the entire industry. That's because I never looked to my left, not I, that's because we never looked to my le- our left or our right. Mm-hmm. I think the problem comes when you are trying to be like someone else and that's just a crossover of ethics and values, which I think I think our industry is better than that. Mm-hmm. You know, there is enough for everyone. There are so, sometimes I say and, and sounds like I have so many product ideas you know, there's such, there's so much room for creativity with product. There's no need to be like someone else. Mm. So I think that respect of boundaries is something I hope that our industry continues to show. The way that my competitors I was talking about in the vitamin industry, the way that they respect boundaries mm. and their lanes, I hope that that continues. And I hope that female founders mm. continue to respect those boundaries. That's a big one. Like having, uh, you know, female founders in the industry, networking and supporting one another. I think that's like a huge mm. room. Uh, a lo- there's a lot of room for growth Definitely. there in Australia. Um, we might do a bit of a rapid fire question mm, to answer. That. What has been the greatest accomplishment of your life so far? I, it's going to be too corny. Deep. My husband. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was well, going to be My an husband and um, my community. Mm. I think – both very, very special connections. Special, very special. And, and a reflection also, of you because you that's what you bring into the world. You bring connection and empathy mm. and authenticity and energy and generosity. So thank that's you. what you get back. Yeah, thank you. I think kindness is like my my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, when do you feel most alive? When I say ocean swim. Really? <laughs> I just, I have swimming last night, 6.30, I told you, and I just feel so, I just feel so well. I feel most alive um when i'm peaceful mm. and when you have cold showers which you tend to do a cold lot cold showers definitely i'm actually doing that at the moment i'm doing 10 days no warm showers it's at all so good you're so brave it's so hard i have this irrational fear of 
the cold. Like I, I, I have dreams of freezing to death. Wait, I just realised we need to do a podcast where someone interviews you because everyone needs to understand Georgie's no. tips <laughs> and way of life. Yes, no, that would be nice. This podcast is about my incredible guests. But yeah, I'm doing 10 days of cold showers just as so a good. mental challenge. No warmth whatsoever. I got my hair washed you at are. the hairdresser and she used warm water and I That's just thought strong Virgo this is over the there. best thing ever. The strong Virgo. <laughs> Um, if you could see into a crystal ball mm. in five to ten years' time, what would your life look like? Actually, maybe continuing to work, which people don't know. Like, I I want to keep working forever. Like, people say, oh, I'm sure they'll sell or they'll do this or they'll do that. Like, I want to always work in my industry and, and continue being in the health industry. So working maybe with a little more peace <laughs> and a little bit less stress and a little bit more balance and to have a peaceful, calm family mm-hmm. structure with Dean and have children hopefully and be working in a, a really purposeful, meaningful way on the side. The fact that you want to work forever, your words, um, it's a testament to, to the fact that you love your job I and love you my love job, yeah. what you're creating, what you're building. I realized that through this journey though. Like I thought, okay, maybe I actually one day just want to have kids and mm-hmm. be, a, be at home with mm-hmm. them and be a mom. Like I'm going to work really hard for the first part of my career and then I'm going to just have a, a and I realized recently actually I always want to work. I always must work. Mm-hmm. It's the way my brain is. It needs that purpose and meaning to feel well. But I hope just for a peaceful, a peaceful life with Dean mm-hmm. and our families. Incredible. And what are your three kind of daily non-negotiables? It can be anything yeah. from health, wellness, sleep, relationship. Like what are the three things that if you miss them in a day, you're not feeling your best? Yeah, definitely. Like 20 minute morning mm-hmm. routine of either a yoga or walk workout. Jay's health smoothie, coffee, Jay's health vitamins, cold shower skincare routine mm-hmm. my four-step vitamin skincare system and cold I said cold shower and then mm. off to work so having just that 20 minute-ness of of nourishment mm-hmm. then my nighttime routine like that is my non-negotiable like I switch off social media and everything most days honestly you strictly. actually delete the I, apps I delete all the apps mm. I switch my emails off from my phone del- slack is off my phone delete Instagram mm-hmm. delete Facebook and literally switch my phone off at around 8, 8.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. So I can sleep nicely and deeply so I can redo my day. I think that's kept me going because I had totally. such a nourishing, peaceful night. Mm-hmm. I can do it again Wake and up again. Energized. And I probably my night walk with Dean mm-hmm. as part of the nighttime routine. And then what is my third? Um, you see your family eating, a lot. Yeah, seeing my family or... Just eating mm-hmm. nutritious food just to feel good. If you're having a particularly tough day, like you just need mm. to be on your own, what is a strategy that mm. you do? Less, to kind of- less, less, less. Mm. Pull back, pull back, pull back. Hard, challenging days. I I've, I always have had this thing. Um, pull back. Mm-hmm. Take space. Less, like less communication with people, time, time by myself. Pull back. Just do less for a period of time, pull back and and then re-energize, refocus, take care of yourself earlier night, more sleep, more rest, and you'll come back way better. Is there anything that we haven't spoken about today that you want to share, any insights or kind of um, questions that I didn't ask that you want to cover? No, I'm so proud of you and so oh, excited by you. this podcast. I'm so, so excited to see 
oh, where, this, where this goes. I think it's going to be just very have, successful. That's really kind. Thank you. And I more than appreciate you taking time out of your Saturday to be of here. Course. You know, I love you so Thank much. You. Love you as a you. human being. Of course, we're colleagues, but I adore you as a human being. <laughs> Thank you. Back at you. Um, We have a closing tradition on the podcast. Yes. Everyone has to answer the same question. Cool. That question is, what is the meaning of life? Ooh. Hello. Meaning of life. Give me a sec. Take your time. It's like, to me, it's learning how to be peaceful and present. Like the learning how to be peaceful and present. Learning how to navigate it with peace and presence. My meaning now is is finding is how to navigate a peaceful present life. It's just the first thing that comes to mind yeah, and that's how you that's know it. It's, that's it. It's like, yeah, how to live a, a peaceful, present, meaningful life is my meaning of life. Amazing. With that, <laughs> we will wrap up. Thank you so much. Thanks, Georgie. We'll put all the links in the show notes um, and I just love you and appreciate you. So, so proud thank of you. you. Thank love you. you. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please let me know who you'd love to hear from next or if you have a story to share, I'd love to get in touch with you. You can connect directly with me on Instagram at Life Chats Podcast, one word. And every review and share really does help so much in the early days of building a podcast. So if you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it on social media or you can snap a pic of where you might be listening and jump onto Apple Podcasts and give us a review. I really do appreciate the support more than you know. Have a beautiful morning, afternoon or evening wherever you may be listening in the world. I'm Georgia May and this is Life Chats. Life Chats.